Susie. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Hi, Susie. Hi, listeners. I would like to tell you about our aftercast. <laughs> there are plenty of pancakes. Unfortunately, they will make you ill. Because <laughs> they're pancake reactic. <laughs> I am not as funny as they are. I'm not either. I so wish we were. But we're the only two people here. So here we, we go. We are the only two people here. It is true. So while we're not so good at the zingers, apparently, Gus wasn't either in this well, episode. He was practicing, but I think I mentioned it in the main episode, how he's like always trying to like get that last line in. And mm -hmm. it's basically because at one point, you know, Sean gets this, he just says it in this cool way that just sounds like, you know, as if they're conscious of being on TV a show or something. Yeah. Where he's just like. We find the mystery lover. We find her. And Gus is instantly jealous. He's like, how come I don't get to say those things? How come he doesn't get like the cool ending line before the scene change, right? Mm -hmm. So then in another scene, he comes back and he actually tries. There's a moment where Sean doesn't actually say anything to finish off. So he's like, I can take this chance, right? And he says, maybe someone saw her with her mystery lover. And it goes nowhere. Sean's like, ah, it just, yeah, you're just pushing too much. It just doesn't work, right? So then in another scene, Jules comes along and says, you know, the case has escalated basically. And Jules is like, it's not a missing person case anymore. It's attempted murder. And Gus gets jealous again. He's like, see, even she gets to do these. How come she gets to? Because he just wants this so badly. And then he tries one more time, which is at the end when they which is one more time when they catch the criminal and he just takes hold of that moment. He seizes the moment, seizes the moment. <laughs> and, we're, not, um, we're not to that season yet. We're not to that season yet. We're not and to says, the seize season. <laughs> and he says, so the prophecy has been fulfilled. And Jean's like, what prophecy? What are you talking about? And it just like, the poor guy can't get a break. Now, later we know that he, he'll he he'll say many times through the show where he'll get to say, maybe someone on the inside. And that becomes kind of cool. But he mm -hmm. hasn't yet found his line yet. And he's trying. But when he said, so the prophecy's been fulfilled, it reminded me of something you possess. I have a sign in my bathroom. You do. That reads responses to anything. So here's the list. I, I went and grabbed the sign. Yeah. So these are lines you can say at the end of anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As the prophecy foretold. So similar to what Gus said, but just enough difference where I think if he listened to you, it might have not fallen flat. Yeah. He, he, he needed the sign. So the next one is, but at what cost? That's so let it be written, so let it be done. Very final. So it has come to this. Always a good one. Is this why fate brought us together? Of course it is. Oh, wait, and that's thus, one of the lines. 
Sorry, it took me a minute. And thus, I die. Dun, dun, dun. Just like in my dream. No zinger for that one? No, I got no zinger for that. There's no escape from destiny. That's what he should have said at the end when catching the criminal. In this economy? And then the final one on the list is, and then the wolves came. Just like in my dream. So it has come to this, eh? But at what cost? There's no escape from destiny. In this economy? That is just what you would have said. <laughs> and thus I die. As the prophecy foretold. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, we have used these lines so many times in random conversations. It's and a great I would, time. I would encourage you to as well, because, you know, have you ever been, and if anything, they start to like laugh and it brings the conversation back up and kind of puts it back on, on them to like keep the flow. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if maybe like not you... everybody out there is a social introvert like myself. I'm wondering if like you and I were to make the sign, like if it would have more sight quotes, like, you know, like Gus going, Ooh, make a wish. You put your sunglasses on. Does that one work for anything? I think depending on how you like tone it. Okay. So like if I said, I need to take the dog for a walk. Oh, you put your sunglasses on. Put your sunglasses on. I'm going to go make supper. Put your sunglasses on. It's time to file my taxes. How about that one? You put your sunglasses on. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Okay. I mean, I feel like there's always room for a sight quote. And even if the person doesn't get it, if you say it with enough confidence... They'll believe that they're not getting it because of their inadequacy, not because it doesn't flow. That's totally taking advantage of their insecurities. I should be ashamed of myself. And thus I die. Is this why fate brought us together? Always, always, always. The answer will always be always. <laughs> so in our main cast, I had my fun fact was on the four C's. Yeah. Like for the diamonds. And I found it not so the four ironic. seasons, which is great music, but I mean, not just the band, it could be the band or even like, you know, the orchestral, uh, the Vivaldi. V Vivaldi. Vivaldi. Yes. The four C's of diamonds. I found it very ironic that I'm like having this whole spiel about like real gems. When yeah. I am definitely a fake jewelry kind of gal. In this so economy? Like, in this economy, absolutely. I my original engagement ring had a real a real diamond and a real emerald in it, and it's it's beautiful. But for our 24th, my husband bought me a new band 
and it's white gold and it's encrusted all the way around with stones, but they're all not real diamonds. They're like the cubic zirconia, which no one would ever tell unless they like crushed it or fog tested or like held it up to the light to see if it refracts properly. I mean, Sean might, but I'm not sure why. That's true. But I'm like, with the difference between the real and the one that we we, we chose for our 25th, we went to the real Alaska and I saw a real bear with my real eyeballs. And that bear was not winter bear tired, I am sure. Otherwise, no, you would not have seen it. No, he was having a little snack. And it probably wasn't fake coffee that you probably had while watching the real bear with your real eyes. No. I don't think I was drinking anything. Like, it's always been my dream to go to Alaska. Like, I've been around the world in III, but I have never been to Alaska. That's one of my dream places. So what was it like beyond the bear? Like, it, did you get to see any cat calving, calving, cat, how do you calving? Calve? Yes. That was one of my favorite things was seeing the glaciers. They don't, they yeah. just, and I'd heard before, cause it had been one of my dream destinations as well. I had heard before that they really don't look in person like they do in photos and they really don't. They're, they're very, they're very rich colored blue. And then they've got these streaks of, of like dark brown, black, where they've moved across the land and they've picked up right. soil and dirt. And they look like giant ribbon candy. That's grandma candy. That is grandma candy. And yes, we did get to see one calving. It was actually in the same bay where we saw the bear. So the bear was on the shore of a bay having a little snack. He had had some branches and was eating the the berries and the leaves off of the branches and and the bay that we were in like there was I don't remember a whole bunch of different glaciers that all fed into this bay and we did get to see one calving and it, it does make a huge sound it's awesome wow is, is it like one of those sounds where you feel like it shakes you from the inside mm -hmm. wow yeah absolutely I have a good friend and she went to Antarctica oh wow yeah, and they had to, like, do this kind of, like, big orientation and everything I did that they did partly on land before they left and then on the boat when they were on their way, um, because obviously there's a lot of precautions they have to take. And so she got to go, and they actually did get off and go on on land. I should, I'm using air quotes to say, is it land? Is it ice? I'm not sure what part they were on, but mm -hmm. they actually did get to... Um, get off the boat and actually go see like the penguins and things. Um, and she actually, did, she actually did the, they could have their option. They could either go on this trek in one direction um, or they could go and do like a polar plunge. Oh, I did not polar plunge in Alaska. I'm not that she brave. Polar, she polar plunged in Antarctica. That, that would be hardcore cold. She said it actually wasn't as cold as you would think. And what she said, the, she said the most awkward thing about it was, you know, that they have like their big puffy coats and all the special gear they're wearing, you know, just to stay warm. 
but then they have to like basically strip down to jump in and then they get back out and while completely wet get back in their puffy outfits and she said it wasn't a problem it just was because you weren't really cold being wet because you were in your warm gear but that it was just like uncomfortable but at the same time I think it would totally be worth it like if I go all the way to Antarctica and there's an option to polar plunge why am I not going to do that hmm I would have to say for me because I'm chicken there are no chickens in Antarctica there's only penguins but I do have a cockadoodle-doo in my repertoire I'm a chicken Antarctica might not be for you <laughs> But speaking of speaking of ice, back to the diamonds. So you had mentioned the four C's. So one of the things I was looking at when I was thinking back to this episode was, you know how the crime scene photographer, he made a mistake that was in the photographs. And so he had to go back and manipulate the evidence, right? Uh -huh. And that's how inevitably he got caught. But I was thinking about how many mistakes pass through like not just photographs but like video so I thought I would look and find the mistakes that were made in this episode and I now I did not look myself because if I watch this episode I will miss so many because I tend to pay attention to the people and I I might see other people because I am observant that way but I don't always catch those near misses of things you know, like a sleeve rolled up and then rolled down. I don't always catch those. Yeah. So I looked online to see what other people have found. And one of the first ones that somebody mentioned actually was what you mentioned about the four C's. They were saying, and they, they listed it as like a blooper for the show, which is this assumption that you can tell a real diamond by looking at it. Huh. So, so I didn't find something unique. I'm basic is what you're saying. No, I think I'm you're, basic. you're observant to a level that very few people, but some other people are. Oh, okay. Although the basic pizza at my local shop is a really good pizza. But yeah, that's beside the point. So some of the other uh continuity errors bloopers because that's really kind of an observation with a question mark but there were some uh very blatant kind of mistakes when sean goes after carlton telling henry he can't go fishing there's a person walking by in the background yeah but the next second it's someone on a bike oh that's interesting and then there's another moment where Sean and Gus are running out of the crime scene to head for the restaurant across the street, the, uh, the Indian restaurant. You, apparently you can see the camera and crew member sitting on a chair reflected in the mirror behind Gus. So whoever found this has some like Sean level skills. I'm thinking of the scene, you know, where he's reading the number of fingers behind the back from the mirror to the TV to the uh -huh. tea kettle, you know? <laughs> so, the, but they were able to notice that you can actually see the camera and crew member sitting on a chair there in their reflection of the mirror. Yeah, I would have not have caught that. <laughs> I would have never caught in it. Caught in it? I would have caught never, it. I would have caught in it. I would have never linened it. I would have never linened it either. As Sean and Gus enter the office where Juliet Carlton and Chief Vic are sitting, Carlton puts the case file down on the table. But a second later, he's holding it. But then a second later, it's down on the table and and, and his hands keep changing position, but uh -huh. like without time to move it. 
like strobe light type positions. And then um, oh, another... Timothy Obmanson, come on, get with the program. Maybe he's just that good. He can just move that quickly. <gasps> he's like he's like Dash from The Incredibles. He's incredible. <laughs> he is pretty incredible. He is incredible. So now joke actually. This is the one I did see that I have noticed a few times, but it's not like something I register and go, oh my gosh, that way. Like that's a blooper. I just, it's just something I noticed. Cause remember I said, I notice people usually. Sean and Juliet are talking out on the benches. Mm -hmm. The same person is wearing, a, he wears a red shirt and a hat. He walks behind them twice. Like going once, once going one way and once going the other way. I have to, I have to remember, but I think it's coming from the same direction. But if we rewatch it, I might be wrong, but I'm thinking I remember it coming from the same direction. Okay. Wow. But then again, in my mind, that's not too odd because what if he did like a little loop from the beach around and then back and down, you know, who knows? What if he was just circling like a, a vulture over their conversation? I don't know, but I'm thinking what? that'd be a good day as an extra, just like walking the circle on the beach. <laughs> Sign me up. Well, not dealing with a person, but this is one of those ones I would never catch. Uh, after Sean's dad and Carlton talk, Sean has a shirt on his shoulder that changes how it's positioned. And at the same time, an extra can be seen walking behind them again twice. How do you notice these positionings of the clothes, people? With all the physical comedy he's flailing, it's bound to like move, right? Move and adjust. That's not a continuity error. That is... James Rodé Rodriguez being an impeccable actor <laughs> with perfect physical comedic timing. Now, a continuity error that for sure is continuity is when Sean walks over to the tennis trophies in the bedroom. Uh, the jewelry box that he opens is on the desk. In the next scene, or in the next shot, it's replaced by a picture frame. And then when he reaches for it, a moment later, it's back where it was. Oh, dun, that dun, dun. that's a good catch. Yeah. Now, two other things that were brought up in the search that I looked up. Now, this is actually on IMDb. Is somebody commented on, I guess, the price, the prices at the nail place. Okay. And they were, they, they were saying there was a discrepancy here. But I think this is just going a little too deep. They said the price of the two bottles of nail protein solution is listed as $61.70, which is $59.90 plus $1.80 tax. But that would imply that the sales tax is 3%. However, the sales tax in Santa Barbara at the time was 7.75%. So the cost should have been $64.54. Wow. That is a lot of numbers. I wonder if that's the tax value in Vancouver. Or what if they just got the product on sale and so the tax was the 464 and the price was just cheaper? Or is the tax was just the actual actual number and the price was cheaper? So the one last thing and this was, this is maybe not a blooper, but just a question. And it's one that I think is a good question that I hadn't thought of, but I feel like I should have. 
The photographer retakes photos of the whole crime scene, including exterior shots. But really, all that would be required would be to take a photo of the bookcase. Because that was the only picture that had his evidence in it. I had the same thought where I was like, why did he retake everything? Maybe because the shadows in the bookcase would be off. So he made all of the shadows match. But he didn't really notice the shadows enough to, because that's what gave him away. He only changed the clock. The whole point was that he didn't think about shadows. Well, I mean, I the shadows, the shadow, but that's what I'm saying. In the new photos, all of the shadows would match. But whereas only if they were compared to the old photos, which nobody can see, is when you can tell that the shadows don't match. Whereas if, if he had he, just done the bookcase, then maybe the shadow in the bookcase would have been wrong. But I'm thinking if he was clever enough to note that there would need to be continuity between the shadows, that he would recognize the lights were on in the restaurant or. Well, and why was there a picture of like the picture was taken out the window like it was just of the restaurant. It's a weird picture of a crime scene. Yeah. But the only thing I was thinking of was if it had been filmed, like if they had to turn in a film canister as evidence instead of the digital. But this is at a time and, and stage that they should have been using digital. Because apparently it was around the year 2000 that uh, law enforcement agencies began using digital cameras. So I the only way I think that it makes sense, it would have been outdated. So that was my thought. So I thought that was a good catch. So another thing that's happening in this episode is Gus is on a work retreat and they're doing like trust exercises. Crazy trust exercises. Yeah, I looked up pamper pull trust exercise, which is one of the ones that Gus references. I didn't find anything really weird, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but I didn't find any trust exercise that would have like that phrasing to it at all. And their, their trust fall, like I've done trust falls and normally your feet are like parallel with, with the, the people's hands and arms, like you're falling. Or you're still on the ground and you're level with them. You're just falling back. I've not done a trust fall like that. That's like the only way I've ever seen trust falls. I've. I've only done the trust fall like where you're where you're like maybe four feet off the ground and you fall backwards. But that's still pretty intense, like a two day intensive ropes. High, high, high ropes. Did you have like 80s hair metal band hair and were you wearing like slashed leggings and wild makeup when you did this? No, no. That's a shame because that's that kind of fall. I just imagine just like the crowd surfing type. With my hair crimped. In some way, for sure. And if not crimped, at least teased. Blue eyeliner, which I also never wore. I was I, even basic back then. I never wore it then. I do wear colored eyeliner now. Yeah, but you rock the colored eyeliner now. Thanks. Thanks, Susie. 
I like to think so. I'm like going, I've been on, I've been on high ropes and I've been on work retreats. My husband, his work, like team building work stuff is like, they'll rent out the whole laser tag place and go like, and, and spouses get to come and it's lots of fun. And yeah. But in my, in my current job, uh, we've done some retreats uh, a few times and honestly what they've been is like it's been stressful let's go somewhere nice and get away and we've just gone somewhere nice and taken a weekend and everybody has the free time to pretty much do whatever they like we didn't do any seminars or anything we just had meals together and uh, if we wanted to do an activity together we could but it would always be something that we chose that would be fun it was really just a time of actual like retreat Oh, rest. now that sounds awesome. And and so I've been very fortunate in the in the job that I I've been having more recent for the last many years um, that that has been the work environment. Never would they ask me to fall backwards from like seven feet up. Yeah, he's really high. <laughs> yes, he is, and not on pancake batter. No, not on pancake batter. That's true. So how about we do a Susie and Lizzie retreat? Where should we go? Ooh, Susie and Lizzie retreat. Where should we go? Santa Barbara, of course. Or Vancouver, where it was actually shot. As long as we can get some jerk chicken. Just like in my dream. So it has come to this. So it has come to this. You know, that's right. Ooh, make a wish. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get it in there. It needs to become a response to anything. Folks, do you have a response to anything? If you do, or shout it out brilliant to us. ideas for a retreat that don't involve or falling from high places folks if you have um you put your sunglasses on if you have any stories or comments or ideas for great retreat so send them to us at our socials you can always contact us at Susie and lizzie at gmail.com that's s-u-s-i-e-a-n-d-l-i-z-z-i-e at gmail.com or you can tweet it out to us at Susie and lizzie or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at So Psychological. And so we would love to hear your stories. We'd love to get to know you guys a little more. And we thank you for Absolutely. taking the time with us.